Blog Talk Radio. You are tuning in to Talk Time with Cecilia on Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, good evening. It's Cecilia um, here to talk to you about Love is Not Enduring, the audiobook. We had some trouble with ATX trying to upload and get the audio edited and approved by um, Amazon. So we just decided to sell it directly from our personal website. Uh, and it's Love is Not Enduring, the book.org. That is www.loveisnotenduringthebook.org. All right. Uh, we're going to play for you Chapter 3. Yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, we played Chapter 2. Or was it Chapter 1? That was Chapter 1. We're skipping and going to Chapter 3. So if you want to you get the whole idea of what the book is about, you probably need to pick up the book uh, and... Um, there's a paperback version and an audiobook version, so it's up to you. They're both $17.99. All right, here we go, guys. Chapter 3, In Too Deep. Upon arriving to the site, Tommy could see the water main break and the water was everywhere. You couldn't even drive in nearby streets. Tommy met with the co-owner to wrap up details on how they would clean up the mess. Many of the employees were scrambling, trying to stop the water overflow, but the crew couldn't stop it. Due to the flood, no one was able to enter the building. What do we do? The co-manager asked. We have the best plumber in town on the way. Just sent him a text, Tommy said. A text came in from Clarissa. How is everything looking at the site, hon? Tommy replies, not good. The plumber's coming out. Clarissa replies, Are we having dinner in or out? Replies. Tommy replies, Oh, wear something sexy and your hair down. Clarissa replies, Great, can't wait. I will lay out your suit for you. Anywhere special I might know of? Tommy replies, It's a surprise. Clarissa replies, Well, you should get back to work. Tommy replies, Okay, babe. Clarissa closes out with a pair of lips emojis. My God, please call your plumber. Our cars are getting soaked in the basement. We need help ASAP. It's 15 of us trying to block this main break, and no one here can do it. An angry employee said, We're on it. Relax. We can't move any faster without the plumber here. He and his team specialize in plumbing commercial buildings, Tommy said. The plumber finally arrives with his crew to assess the situation and repair the plumbing issue. As they entered the entry, the van got stuck in the water and directed the crew to complete the task quickly before the water in that area becomes too high. The crew took all tools and ladders to the water main break and repaired it. Many people were watching from outside the basement, worried about if their cars were drivable. Once the repair was complete, the crew was directed to walk to a dry area until the water dissipated. The plumber's only dilemma was removing his stuck van from the entryway. Later, people were able to view the vehicles and drive away. Some vehicles had too much water damage. 
Tommy was satisfied and called the plumber over to thank him for such a fast and quick repair. Tommy called on the fellas to meet him at a nearby country club for golf and beer before his dinner date with Carissa. As Tommy entered the corridor of the country club, he was greeted by two hosts, so many lovely bystanders hanging around, sipping tea and chatting. Tommy headed straight for the bar. As he sat at the bar stool, he said, Blue Moon, please. The bartender nodded. One of the guys sat down next to Tommy, and he was surprised to see him. Yo, what's up? Long time no see, man. Handshake and pat on the back. Jim was wearing a hunter green golf shirt with khaki pants. Big guy, since Lisa, any word from Clarissa? Jim said, yeah, man, we got her back at the office working as co-manager, Tommy said. So she's not on the market, right? Jim said, man, why are you trying to hit on my wife-to-be? Tommy asked, nah, it's just that y'all had a nasty breakup and, uh, I didn't know if y'all would get back together. Since the bad news about Lisa, Jim said, if you must know, Clarissa and I are back together. She's quite the homemaker. I'm seriously thinking about making her my bride. Tommy said, Hey, hey, hey! Guys, now the fun can begin. Any word on Clarissa? Jack said. Jack sat next to Jim, wearing a black golf crew neck shirt and khaki shorts. Is Clarissa on your lawn somewhere? Tommy said aloud. Eric creeped in on the conversation and plopped down on the stool as he patted Tommy on the back and was wearing white golf pants and a khaki shirt. Nah, man. Some of y'all just need to mind your business. Tom, Tom. Long time, man, since the wedding and all. She's back, Jim and Jack said together. Oh, okay. Heineken, please. So Carissa's back, and you two are always in his business asking all kind of questions. Let me tell you two something. You know, he just suffered a loss, and I'm pretty sure he and Carissa needs a fresh start. Don't piss him off with all these questions. We all sensitive right now about Lisa. And now that we have Clarissa back, no more games to run her off. Eric proclaimed. Bravo to the fool. You know we are not done with our bet on Clarissa. Jack said. You want to run that by me again? My wife-to-be damn near tore up all that I built in one night with y'all fooling around with bets and games based on Clarissa's past. I had a heart-to-heart with you about that already. Don't go there again, you two. Let's play some golf now, Tommy said. Jack and Jim thought Eric had their back. They weren't done paying Clarissa back. It's just that they canceled the wedding a month ago and their plans didn't go through. Jim whispered, I don't know how we're going to get this bougie bitch back, but she really gets on my nerve parading Tommy around like he's better than us. Tommy leaned over and whispered in Jim's ear, Don't bother my sweet little wife-to-be. I heard what you just said to Jack, and whatever Clarissa did then to you, Jack, or Eric is the past. I made an exception that you played, Clarissa, and I like a fiddle, but Eric here just told you to write, so mind your damn business. Well, guys, I'm gone. No golf for me, Jim said. 
Jim stood up quickly and prepared to leave as he headed to the corridor of the country club. Eric grabbed Jim by the shoulder and told him, Don't get any wild ideas. Leave the bougie princess to me. She told everyone we sold her out to this dude at the party that night. Eric whispered, Uh, well, if Tommy finds out that we're still planning to play Carissa back, then we might get fired, Jim said worryingly. Tommy and Jack signaled to Eric to come on ahead out to the fields for golf. Catch you later, Eric said to Jim. Jim exited the country club confused. Man, my life hasn't been the same since Carissa's accusation. And if I think about it, she never even apologized, though we stayed on speaking terms. It's so hard to trust Eric, because he just spoiled my antics towards Tommy in front of everybody at the club. I need this bitch to burn, because she has no idea what she's done to my life. Leave it to her new fiancé to give me a real job. Jim was infuriated on his way to his car. His racing thoughts had him thinking of calling off the bet and just paying her back when it's least expected, instead of at her wedding to Tommy. I mean, here I am, working hard on my life and I'm fresh out of college. We all bang Clarissa in college. She was looking for love and we were looking for a way to undress her. Clarissa was told not to bother with men like us, but a fraternity like ours was a brotherhood and an unspoken oath that could not be broken. I had no way out of this life with this guilt that we did Clarissa wrong. Why did she keep us around all these years? I mean, she left town without a word, and suddenly her engagement announcement swaps our town. Jim paced around his car. I know what to do to her. Losing Tommy was everything. What if we bring back another ex-girlfriend of Tommy's? Nah, what if we just got her on the wrong side of the tracks with Tommy? Jim texted Eric. Call me when you get this. I have a plan that will ruin the rest of Clarissa's life. Trust is a huge factor for the big guy, Tommy. So what if we made her fall for one of us again, like, say, Eric? Eric was the leader of our frat back home. She dated him the longest. I need to know if and when Tommy prepares to propose. Eric should propose first. By this time, Eric should have fallen for her as well as she fallen for him. We have to get Tommy to take a trip with Jack and myself to get his mind off things. Yeah, like Rio or Tijuana. Vegas? Maybe. I've got to talk to Eric now. Eric calls Jim. Uh, yeah, man, I got your test. You going yet? Still see your car from the fields. We're still here if you want to come hang. Hope you and Tommy are cool. What's with the change of attitude, Jim thought. I forgot he's around the guys. They have to play cool. Man, listen. I need you to think about this. What if you and Clarissa fall back in love for Tommy to see? The best thing is for her to lose you both again. She hates losing. Jim thought. I was thinking more on the lines of getting her drunk again and sleeping with her and setting it up for Tommy to walk in on us. I don't have time to fall in love with sappy Clarissa again. Hey, it's my turn. Come back in and let's stay over. Talk about it when Jack and Tommy leave. Gotta go. 
Eric said. Jim cut the call short, and he thought his plan would be a better plan, because he knew Eric will never leave Clarissa alone, even if she does marry Tommy. Eric's repressed hatred for Clarissa would never go away. Eric is playing along now, but he was madly in love with Clarissa, until they all got drunk and a bet and prank went bad. Back at the golf course, Eric throws out a joke about Clarissa. Hey, Clarissa was a wild and crazy party girl in her day, Eric said. In her day? Eric, we just graduated ten years ago. We're not that old. Don't make me old, Jack said. Tommy laughed and said, No, it's rude to talk about somebody's past, especially when they aren't around to defend themselves. See, I will go home and my wife-to-be will ask what we talked about, and I'll have nothing to tell her because you two are saying and asking the rudest things about her. Like, come on, I love Carissa, so when I ask you to be forewarned and to back off, you should back off, Tommy said sternly. Eric scored a hole in one and celebrated. Jack was getting a little curious about what he and Jim talked about. Once Eric was done celebrating... Eric filled Jack in on other plans for Clarissa. Jack was in on those plans because she fooled us all until the drunk night at the party. Jack was just mad at his friend. He thought she could be trusted. When Clarissa told the town what Jim and Eric did as a part of the frat, Jack had to have the guys back. Too many friends were lost, including women they potentially planned to marry. She had them looking like creeps. Tommy packed up his golf equipment, kind of upset at the guys for not being so forthcoming. They were all in huddles, chatting away from Tommy today. He wasn't comfortable. Back in the parking lot of the country club, they see each other off, and Tommy notices Jim still in his car. Hey, Eric, go check on your friend. He's still here. Something was up, and Tommy was going to find out. Tommy left, and Jack and Eric piled into Jim's black F-150. The bed of the truck was full of scrap wood. The double cap was just enough room for them to wrap up what they were talking about earlier. So, uh, are you in, Jack? Jim asked. Of course he's in. He knew how it all went downhill with Clarissa. Meanwhile, Clarissa rushed to the door to see Tommy enter the door. She greeted him with a kiss and a hug. She turned around. Please fasten this dress right here. Tommy fastens her dress, grabbed her waist, and kissed her neck. I thought I said to wear your hair down. Many things went through her mind because Tommy didn't sound like himself. You sound upset. Anything the matter? Let's get you ready for dinner, Clarissa said. Tommy playfully brushed Clarissa's hair. They went into the bedroom. At dinner, at a nice little bistro, Clarissa and Tommy sat across from each other, holding hands, talking over their plans for vacation. The scene was set, the two of them in a quaint location of the bistro, with warm lighting and candlelight. Once they finished dinner and wine, they went to the patio of the bistro to talk more over their vacation to the Maldives. I can't wait to see the nightscape there. Should we take a boat or a plane? Clarissa said. Just being with you is enough. Some of the things we'll get to do, we'll build our memories together. But as long as I'm with you, that's all that matters. 
since you've been back, it's been like a breath of fresh air. Tommy said softly while holding Clarissa in his arms. Do so much. When we're apart, I was so mad at the guys that I forgot how much being your wife mattered to me. Clarissa said, crying in his arms. Don't worry, babe. We'll get down that all very soon. They held hands and watched what was left of the sun creep away behind the clouds. Driving home, Tommy was still a little upset at the fellas in the back of his mind. He wanted badly to inquire about Clarissa's past with her exes that now worked for him, but he didn't want to ruin the moment. What's on your mind? You've been quiet the whole way since we've entered the car. I'm just concerned, Clarissa said. She grabs his knee. No worries. We'll talk about it some other time, Tommy says. Clarissa leans in from the passenger side and kisses him gently on the cheek. Tommy grabs his knee while driving. The night was still young. Cruising away from the street lights and noisy brawls, the couple retired at home. Many things on Tommy's mind, he kissed Clarissa in the corner and carried her to their room. They slowly undressed and kissed each other. He pulled her hair back with his hands and lifted her onto the bed. They began to make passionate love. The patio door was opened. It was moonlit as the curtain swayed back and forth. The couple caressed each other to sleep. It was morning. Glad they were back together. Tommy wrote a love note and left it on his pillow for Carissa. He prepared breakfast for two, took his portion and went to work. Back at the office, Tommy and Jim had a conversation, and Tommy told Jim not to talk about Clarissa anymore. Could you please leave my wife to be alone? We just got back together and things are finally on the right track, Tommy said. Clarissa comes into the office late. She brings in lunch, and Jim stops her for a short conversation. Uh, hey, uh, Clarissa, an old buddy just wanted to chat with you. I can't believe you and Tommy are back together. Don't you still have feelings for Eric? Jim said. Jim, you know I'm with Tommy, so why are you asking me about Eric? Clarissa said. Uh, just thought, uh, you had an old flame on your mind, that's all, Jim said. An old flame? Clarissa said. Yeah, why not? You and Eric dated the longest, uh... I know he's still on your mind somewhere, Jim said. On my mind? Really, Jim? All I can think about these days is Tommy and I. We really had a very great night last night. Please don't ruin it with all this talk of Eric. Thank you very much. So many people wanted Eric and I to be together, and I still don't understand why some of you think that is good for us to be together. After that night in college, I know he hates me. Isn't that what you guys were preparing for, to embarrass me with that information of Tommy in the first place? Clarissa said. Well, uh, just think about it, Clarissa. Just keep Eric in mind. I think he's still in love with you, Jim said. Another day, Jim, another day, but not today, Clarissa said. Heard, hon. What's for lunch? Tommy said. Just leftovers from our doggy bags last night. I'm sure you want to finish that meal from last night. It was so great. Thank you so much for taking me out. It was so lovely, Clarissa said. Any time, hon. As long as I'm spending time with you, that's all that matters. Just like I told you last night, Tommy said. Can you believe the nerve of Jim? 
All he wanted to do is bring up Eric on my way in here. I mean, what is his problem? I'm really not trying to talk about Eric. Eric and I have not been an item in over four years. The only reason why we were still dating and seeing each other when I moved into town is because he's the only one that I knew in the area. This is the problem that I'm having with Jim. He thinks my business is his business. Look, Tommy, there's something I need to tell you about my past, and I don't know how to tell you, but now is the best time as any. Well, one night at a frat party, Jim and Eric invited me to have some shots with them, and of course I overdrank, and I had too many shots. Okay, that's enough of chapter three, guys. I don't want to give away the story, uh, so... Uh, She's about to go into confession mode and tell Tommy everything that happened at that frat party, reason why everybody's still upset and want to set Clarissa up to lose Tommy. You know, know, everybody's upset that she's parading Tommy around like he's the better guy. And so it's making her, her friends jealous. And so they're trying to set her up to lose Tommy. And something happened at that frat party that nobody really knows about that's in San Diego, but everybody from Utah knows everything about Clarissa and her past. So they're just trying to uh, slander her and make her look bad. And uh, it, it she's having a really, really hard time trying to prove to, to Tommy that she can be trusted. They just got back together after he found out something took place, but he doesn't know the full details. So... Uh, you have to pick up the book and find out for yourself. Uh, so that was Chapter 1 and Chapter 3 for you guys for free. Uh, there's six chapters total. Uh, you can go and click on this link I provided in the description. Uh, depending on the podcast that you're listening to, just go to the description and click the link that um, helps you to follow where the book is to get the audio book or the paperback book. Right now I'm going to pay you Mono more. A song that I've been working on is kind of a rough, uh, but I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, we're seven minutes away from the show ending, and I'll come back and tell you more about the book. All right.
Okay, guys, that was Mona Moore. Um, anyway, it's four minutes away from the show ending. Um, I'm glad you guys were able to tune in and listen to uh, Miranda Ruffin. That was Miranda Ruffin that narrated this entire book. Uh, we worked together on Amazon ACX to try to produce and uh, release the book on Audible. But something didn't go well. Magic Reminders made it to uh, Audible, but Love is Not Enduring didn't make it to Audible because something Miranda's technical difficulties, you know, and other personal issues. But uh, she she's a wonderful narrator, and uh, she did an awesome job on the book. I love the way she narrated the characters and brought them to life. Uh, I'm hoping that you love the story. And if you want the cliffhanger as to what Clarissa did back in her frat party days, you need to go and pick up the book at the link at www.loveisnotenduringthebook.org, www.loveisnotenduringthebook.org. Thank you so much for tuning in to Talk Time with Cecilia. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you again for tuning in. And that is it. I hope you guys purchased the book, and if you do, please uh, send me your feedback via the, the website from loveisnotenduringthebook.org. All right, guys. Y'all have a wonderful one.